Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast with your host, me, Sebastian Sloven, and co-host, Sonia Mohammed. <laughs> I thought you were going to introduce me. <laughs> no, that was your cue. Okay, okay, we're back. Very excited to have another episode of our podcast, and in today's episode, we are going to explore tips, tools, and takeaways to create healthy relationships and boundaries with technology. So the person... The purpose of this episode is to give y'all some practical and actionable items, things you can apply right away. And just to recap, our purpose here at Nature Unplugged, we're all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age, and that means creating healthier relationships with technology and getting people more connected with nature. So let's jump right into it, shall we? Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Tip number one. Create intentional boundaries around your tech use. Now, you know, we dabble, we're, we're really interested in wellness. And, you know, there's a lot of research and talk about creating boundaries around when you start eating in the morning, when you end eating, you know, intermittent fasting and things like that. And so this is, I think, a similar process where creating a, you know, a morning and evening routine with your technology where let's say you don't start using technology before a certain time, 7 a.m., let's say, or uh, ending your technology use, screen time use, any of that uh, at a certain time, like 8 p.m., for example. Yeah, and I think you can even get a little more specific with that. Um, when you think about, if you, if you go back to relating this to eating, um, not only are we trying to keep in mind what time we're eating, how late, how early, but also what we're eating, how late and how early. So I think that also is something to be thinking about with our technology and media use. Um, what is it exactly that you're doing right before you go to bed? And is that potentially going to stir you and activate you and energize you, um, which is right the opposite of what you're probably going for as you get ready for bed. Um, so, you know, as you start winding down during the day, start thinking about um what am I using and is it sort of helping me in my routine to get a good night's sleep and and just like you wouldn't you know eat a piece of candy right when you roll out of bed um think of it that way too with the maybe I don't you know go for sort of mindless stuff right when I wake up yeah totally I like that I like comparing it to to diet stuff I think that makes sense yeah it makes it tangible like help more helpful yeah to understand yeah I think the thing with this is it doesn't matter, you know, throughout 7 a.m. and 8 p.m. It's pretty arbitrary. But I think the the main thing is that it makes sense with your schedule and that it's intentional. So creating, you know, sitting down and thinking about, okay, having maybe it's 45 minutes or an hour in the morning before there's any tech use, any phone checking or anything like that, to have some sort of a morning routine, you know, doing the things that... Uh, energize you and and get you ready for the day and the same thing for the evening cool great tip sonia thanks (laughs) okay awesome let's go on to tip number two here 
And this is you know, in the same line of boundaries around technology or healthy boundaries. This is uh, creating a tech-free zone in your house. So depending on the size of your house or where you're living, this could be a whole room in a house, or it could be part of a room, or it could be like a little uh, patio space or you know, something like that. So it doesn't have to be a whole room, but ideally if you have the space, setting aside a tech-free room is a wonderful practice. Yeah, and we specifically uh, advocate for tech out of the bedroom. We're trying to make the bedroom a sacred space for sleeping. Um, so not having a TV in there, um, not bringing your phone in um, at night or in the morning, no tablets, anything like that, um, which means you know not using your phone as an alarm clock, which I think is a lot of people um, people's go-to for getting up in the morning. Um, but I'm sure if you do that, you've experienced like we have, um, that you go to turn off your alarm and you immediately see like four text messages, 20 emails, three Facebook likes. So maybe you're not popular if you have three Facebook likes, 100 Facebook likes. I have no idea. Um, and that's not helpful necessarily in waking up. It's sort of a, a very unintentional way to start your morning. You're sort of sucked into a vortex of like, you know, what happened overnight. Um, and so in, on, what's the word? Um, Crackers? In, the, <laughs> in that vein, we, um, we love the alarm clock we ended up getting. It's like a sunrise alarm clock. Um, so a traditional alarm clock, you know, just shows the time. Um, but then not very traditional in the fact that it like lights up really get gradually, like the sun rises. Um, and we also have there's a couple different features for the sound that wakes you up. You can do the traditional like bam bam thing. Um, or that was a good alarm clock. Thanks. Um, there's like birds. There's some harp. Um, so it's it's nice. And so the idea is that the the light sort of starts to wake you up gradually, so that you're in a light sleep by the time the noise comes and it's not jarring when you wake up. But so the bedroom's a good option. But um, like Sebastian said, it it really can be anywhere, any any part of a room, any room. Um, another good option is like the dinner table or the eating table, making that a tech-free zone and holding that boundary. Yeah, and we'll, we'll throw a link to this specific, I don't think the alarm clock we use is anything too special, no. it's pretty basic, but we'll put a link to the, the, the sunrise alarm clock in the notes, but I think any, any uh, analog style alarm clock uh, is helpful that doesn't have apps attached to it and things like that awesome okay so what do we have so far recap <laughs> tip one um boundaries in terms of time around your technology so trying to create um, some space in the morning and some space before you go to sleep that's tech free uh-huh tip two uh create intentional uh tech-free zones in your house could have been too early to do a recap. Yeah, I think it was too early. Too early. It's okay. Right. It's okay. Okay, tip number three. <laughs> well, I'll recap after every tip. <laughs> tip number three. Creating uh, tech-free space around eating time, around mm -hmm. meals. Mm -hmm. So, again, this is these are all kind of related. But I think it's really, really helpful a lot of times when we're working with clients to, you know, sometimes this is already a practice people have, but... Oftentimes it's not. And creating at least one meal a day where folks are, whether it's them by themselves or in a partnership or family, where they have no tech for an entire meal. 
as a way to you know, be with each other, to enjoy the food, to be there, you know, fully present for for the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, you're sort of ign- ignoring almost the food or the people um, when you've got, it's really easy to, I guess I should say, to sort of ignore everyone else and the food you're eating if you've got a stimulating TV show on um, or you're scrolling or you're like, you know, searching Amazon for something that you have been wanting to buy. Uh, so it's a it's a, a wonderful practice of gratitude for your food and then also um, of presence with the folks that you're eating with. It's meals, you know, are, can be a very social experience and it's nice to preserve that. Yeah. And we talked last time about mindfulness and all the benefits of mindfulness. And one of the benefits of having a tech-free meal, and there's many, one of them is that you're much more in touch with and aware of how full or not full you are. So I think with uh, a movie or a show, for example, sometimes you can just eat for the duration of the of the show and not really check in to uh, see, am I really hungry right now? Do I really need you know, more of this? And so I think it's a, a really helpful a practice of being more aware of how full you are or not full. Recap? Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Okay, this next tip, tip number four, is a really interesting one. So I came across this. Uh, it was a blog post by a company called D-Telepathy. Telepathy? <laughs> anyway, for some reason, the link is not up. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can search around and find an updated dated link. But basically, it was a blog post by, a, uh, I think he's a programmer, the person who wrote this. And the title was How to Kill Your Phone Addiction with Four Settings. And I'm going to kind of simplify the... Uh, the process, but it was really effective and helpful for for us when we started to practice it. And basically, we have our smartphones, we have iPhones, and I think you can do this with any type of phone, any type of smartphone. And basically, the purpose is you you do a few things. First of all, you clear all of your basically your uh, desktop apps. I don't know if it's desktop is the right word, but the the apps that are on your screen. You put them into one folder, so they're off of your phone, so they're not just sitting on the the front of your phone. And you really use the search setting. Spotlight. Spotlight. Mm -hmm. So for iPhone, it's Spotlight. Mm -hmm. But generally, so so it makes you a lot more intentional about how you use your phones. Instead of picking up, looking at your phone and being like, okay, there's Facebook right on the front. You have to search. You don't see all those apps. They're in a, a folder that's kind of hidden, and you have to search for the specific apps you want to use. Mm-hmm. So another piece of this was to go into the settings and turn off all notifications other than the use of your the phone ringing and your text messages. Yeah, and to clarify, so like I used to have my phone, I used to have like a million folders, like really organized. These are for travel. This is for, I don't know communication, you know, of WhatsApp, of the text, of that Google Voice or, you know, anything that was used to communicate, um, social media, photos and photo editing, etc. And so the idea is instead of having all those different folders, um, putting it all into one folder and then that folder living somewhere that's, it doesn't matter, it can be on like the bottom toolbar if you want, but it can, or the second page, just not having it on the 
desktop. I'm sure there's a, a word for that, but I don't know what it is. The, the primary sc- home screen of your phone. Um, and it makes it inconvenient enough because we all have a million apps that when you click into that folder and you start, you know, perusing around for the thing you're looking for, um, that it, it encourages you to use the spotlight feature so that you're like, I want to go on my phone to check the weather or to look up this article and you don't get um, inadvertently sidetracked by the notifications from other apps pulling you in to them. Um, right. A lot of people have experiences where they, you know, have been on their phone for 10 minutes and then have the thought of, well, like, what was I uh, just about to do? I don't, I had a purpose, <laughs> you know, but then you're, I don't know, in a article vortex of, you know, four ways to um, lose 50 pounds in three days or something. <laughs> four ways to lose 50 pounds in three days? That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. so I, I guess the, the essence of it is, and we'll, we'll search for the... Um, the link in the show notes, but the essence of it is just intentionality with phone use mm-hmm. and not because there's so, as Sonia said, there's so many, like we probably all experience this. You go to do something and then all of a sudden it's been 15 minutes and you're just whatever, you know, scrolling on Facebook, looking on Amazon, looking at the waves. That's me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, it's really been an effective, uh, few changes on my, my phone and how I use it. And, um, uh, wanted to share it mm-hmm. okay recap no not yet not yet okay tip number five this our, one's our final tip final tip for this episode yes this isn't all we're gonna do different tips tools and takeaways episodes this is just one okay the final tip number five this one isn't so much of a tip but a healthy reminder healthy helpful both Okay, so here's the tip slash reminder. Just a little check-in that uh, you out there listening, me, Sonia here, everyone around us, we're all going to die. (laughs) Is that too extreme? No, we're all mortal beings. We're mortal beings. So this is a reminder of our mortality. And so how is this relevant to uh, tech use? Well, I find it very helpful and effective to think about this uh, because we have a really it's a it's an incredible thing that we're here alive in this world and we have a limited amount of time and I think sometimes we don't it's it's easy to forget that and with social media and technology it's sort of easy to get sucked into to spending a large amount of time scrolling around or searching around and not really living with intention or living you know the life we want to live and I think by that reminder, it, it helps reframe things to be like, am I going to spend this morning you know, on Facebook or am I going to get out and do something I want to do or read something I want to read? I think it's really helpful. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There's actually um, an app that we came across recently, and this is maybe a funny thing, but it, it sort of just messes, messages you rather randomly reminding you that you're mortal that you're gonna die at some point maybe soon maybe later who knows um and it's useful as you said um to be reminded of that occasionally or to sit with that occasionally um because it can really change and inform the way you go about your day and the things you fill your day with yeah 
It's a cool app. I would. Yeah, it's a funny thing though. I don't think you need the app. You don't need the app. You don't need the app. Uh, but just a helpful reminder in the morning. You know, something to be like. I'm alive today. I have a. You know, this is a gift. And what am I going to do with this? I think it's a helpful thing, helpful framing. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the time to recap. Yes, this is the appropriate time to recap. Okay, so you take up, take away the recap. Tip one. Recap. Recap. Creating intentional boundaries around tech, your tech use. We're talking about time. Time in the morning, time in the evening, um, where you're not using technology. Tip two, creating a tech-free zone in your house. And so we're talking about a physical space in your home that is free from technology or devices. For us, it's a bedroom. Tip three, uh, tech-free meals. Trying to have at least one meal a day where you're not using technology or devices. Tip four, um, this is about your smartphone, getting all your apps in one big folder and using a spotlight search or the equivalent on an Android phone um, or Google phone so that you are not sucked into a vortex of notifications. And tip five, um, remembering that we're not here forever and being intentional about how we use our time every day and um, using that as a, a way to help us navigate a very tech-heavy, media-heavy world. Nicely done, Sonia. Excellent recap. Thank you. Okay, so that was uh, that's it for this episode of the Nature Unplugged podcast. And again, in this episode, we're talking about tips, tools, and takeaways to create healthier relationships with technology. So, um, you know, we'd love it if you could take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, rate us on iTunes. You can also find our episodes on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. And be sure to visit www.natureunplugged.com for more information. And there's plenty of other resources on our site as well. Uh, you can also reach out to us directly from the site. And we'd love to hear your, you know, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, ideas for the show, potential guests. You know, so far it's been Sonia and I, but we will be having um, guests on the show. And um, yeah, until next time, be well. We'll talk to you soon. Remember to uh, unplug from time to time. If you think you should go, I will let you go. Oh, oh.